Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Welcome to Popcorn Junkies. Manny Dye, film critique a la critique. Um, she's, yeah, well, I like our reviews. I do. I think we're really getting into the body of a film. It means we can get in there and open up the we body can. of a I'm film. I'm not quite sure what that means in terms of this film, but we will see. Well, we, if you haven't seen our tunnel review, oh, by the way, guys, subscribe, hit the subscription button, hit the notification bell, all that kind of stuff. If you like your film news, we have the Popcorn Junkies playlist. You can just follow the Popcorn Junkies playlist if you don't fancy lots of vlogs of Nadia and her knickers. Film reviews, we cover all sorts of things from superhero films, you know, franchise films, blockbusters, all the way down to really esoteric uh, art house films, documentaries, etc., etc. You know, we, we have no snobbery no. around the type of film that we review. Oscar contenders, Oscar non-contenders, you name it. You name it. Um, we don't get to see everything, but we try and we, we try and we try and give, bring to you as much as we possibly can. So, what is the review today? The review today is uh, what is it? It's the the knock at the cabin. Can I just say before we say another single word? Yes. Isn't that a dreadful title? It, it's awkward. It's directed by M. Night Shyamalan, and I have some misgivings about M. Night Shyamalan. So do I, Mark. Um, obviously, I think he kind of hit the, the big time with The Sixth Sense. Yeah, that was that's his major That was his success. major one. Uh, but then he went on to make the, you know, the sort of superhero films, Unbreakable, oh, Split okay. and Glass. He did those. I quite like Glass. Yeah, it's all right. It just kind of missed it for missed me. It. Uh, and he did last year or the year before, he did Old, which I thought was a really exciting premise that just dribbled into the sea, which was about people getting older naturally quickly on a beach. I think that's part of his problem is that the premises sound fascinating or to him he thinks I'm going to make a film about this and it sounds really mm. good. Mm. I'm sure the premise for this sitting around a coffee table would have sounded good but they all dribble away. Well he made he also made a series uh, called The Servant for Apple TV and in a oh. weird way stretched across a broader amount of time. I mean what, what I haven't said is you know he's clearly a very competent filmmaker um, and he gets a lot of projects away. I mean he, he gets does, funding. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah. And he kind of churns them out. He's almost like a sort of pulp fiction novelist, doesn't he? Um, but, but he's also a bit of an auteur, don't you? Yes, and he's always in the films. He's always in the films. He's, oh, in, the, he's he? in this one as well. And he, he? Was, he was in Glass. He was the kind of buggy driver in... Uh, sorry, in Old. He was the buggy driver. Does the M. Night Shyamalan aspect, did it affect your feelings going in? Well, no, it didn't, because I'd, I didn't know it was by him. Oh. I'd I did. I'd, I'd been told, but, what you know... What can you say about that? Really no, I think, sorry. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Right. So when it came up on the screen, or when I suddenly realised as the film started, yeah. I was already going through in my head thinking, that is such a clunky title, such a clunky title. Right. Once I knew it was him... Did you sort of go, oh... Well, I, I quite like... Again, we, we, I'm repeating myself, but I like the idea of old so much mm. that then I had to let go of it because it just didn't work over mm. as a film or over... And I don't think that was necessarily his fault. I just think... I think it has to be if you've written it and I directed suppose, it. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, that's true. Um, this stars Dave Batista. Come on, Drax. He was also, he was also in Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. Uh, Rupert Grint, he of Harry Potter. He's in it for two seconds. Two seconds, absolutely. Uh, Jonathan Groff and Ben Aldridge playing a gay couple uh, who have essentially booked this, you know, booked this cabin in the wood. Uh, with their daughter, their adopted daughter, uh, who is played wow. by Kristen Quee, who plays their young daughter. Yeah. Um, okay, where do we start with this film? It, the premise of this film is bizarre. So they're in a cabin in the wood. She's catching, I don't know, what are they called? Uh, crickets? Yeah. Locusts, whatever. Grasshoppers. And Dave Batista wanders out of the woods towards her. Now, let's face it, if Dave Batista wanders towards you, be afraid, be very afraid. Especially as his glasses are so tiny, always on his head. As, and, and not even allowing for the fact that my line-up on Dave Batista up until the, till this point, 
my family line is he can't deliver a line, which I don't actually... I think that's a bit harsh. Uh, no, that's not harsh. That's absolutely true. And he doesn't actually prove me wrong in this film. No, he, can, he does deliver a few lines, but he's a scary prospect. And in a way, that was the point, wasn't it? Mm. Of sending him towards mm. this tiny girl who looks up at him and he lays out... Well, he's a nice, soft teacher, so his, his words belie completely his appearance. Mm. And at this point, we have no idea. I didn't know... That was the other thing I didn't know. It's very unusual for me. I've usually read a bit about arms. I didn't know he directed it, and I didn't know it was what they call a post-apocalyptical Post-apocalyptic. Oh, well, it yeah. wasn't post. It's a pre-apocalyptic. I mean, at this point, it could have been... I, I didn't think it would be a horror, because it sounds so much like the house, the cabin in the woods. Yeah. I thought that first scene was incredibly effective. I thought yeah. him wandering out of the woods, and there's a couple of things about this film that really struck me, and the way in which M. Night Shyamalan opted for an incredibly big close-up of Dave, yeah. Dave, Batista's, yeah. Dave Batista's face. And it was a really gentle scene. And I thought it was actually quite a clever scene to start a film off with, that you are thinking, cabin, woods, horror, da 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 Dave da. Batista. Dave Batista. And so you're immediately thinking, this guy is not good. And if you see the trailer, you know he's kind of, you know, he's, he's, not, he's not bringing good news. Um, but I, th I, I was quite captivated by that first scene. I thought it was quite good. And I, I was staggered by how quickly... Uh, it moved into the drama. Uh, you know, out of that scene, she goes back into the house she and does. then suddenly it they're all on their way in. It changes, doesn't it? In that... But within the first five, ten minutes. Yeah, well, that's almost like a prequel to the title, that bit. Yeah. Preface, as they would say, yeah, yeah. That, that bit. And then she runs to the cabin. Yeah. The whole idea, and I thought this... I had seen trailers of this film, mm. of them all standing in mm. line with... It's so much like us. It's such a steal from us. Yeah, which I, right, which I, I couldn't get past. I hadn't that. made that connection with oh, us. Oh, God, I couldn't get past that for a while. And then I get cross with myself because I think, oh, just let it go. Mm -hmm. But but the, certainly the way they set up is that this they stand in a line, very rigid, with, with weapons. It looks having, like weapons. Instantly having stress, they have broken in. So they're clearly aggressive. Yeah. Um, the gay couple are incredibly scared. Um, they're, you know, the girl is incredibly scared. They're shutting all the windows. So we're kind of in classic at this point, sort of horror set, really. I think, yeah. you know, you're not knowing what the hell they're doing. You can see from obstructed shots that they're, they're sort of dragging archaic, they call them tools, but yeah. they're sort of weaponry. Um, yeah. And so you've, it's very threatening, that yeah. opening scene. Up until that point, the point you're talking about, within its own terms, believable. Mm. And then what happens after mm. that becomes totally unbelievable because they, they they give us the premise of why they're there or this sort of reason and not yeah. makes any sense yeah, from yeah, then yeah. on till the end of the film, yeah. I felt. I right, felt. yeah. Um, so it lost me at that point. Was, so it lost you really early? It lost me really early. I was up uh, with it as, until they're standing in a line then he, well, they say, what do you in. want? I know, I know, but I got crossed and crossed as the film Oh, oh you got crossed? Yeah, because oh, wow. I'm like, at least give us a believable thing premise. to hang this on premise. yeah 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 and okay you know the whole idea of the world ends like this and we don't believe it all do you know do what uh, yeah i think you're right and i think if you were going into this for a believable premise i suppose i had jettisoned any believability around yeah, it because i had a it, sense I I had well and also in the trailer that this is the difficulty of a trailer they have said something like one of you has to kill yourself in order to, to, to rescue the world where i allowed myself to go quite quite quickly with this is i thought it was sort of playing with one of those very idle things that one asks oneself. Like sometimes when I'm doing a run, if I if I'm struggling, I say to myself, if you don't do this in this time, your whole family's going to die. Yeah. And it urges me on. And yeah. I thought this was a film. I thought this was a not very serious film. I thought it was a distraction for the director. I thought it was a piece of fun for him to make. Yeah. And I actually thought at the very beginning, I I think I almost remember letting it sort of parachute away from me. This idea of believability, because where I went to was. Quite quickly, actually, I, th I said to myself, what would I do 
in these guys' position. Yeah. And I think that was helped by the fact, I want to give a real shout out. I thought Ben Aldridge, the gay partner, the one who's not got the concussion. Yeah. He was so good. I didn't think he was. Oh my God. I thought he was so real and his fear and his look that he was going to lose his partner. And he was angry and he had the little flashbacks. With all the flashbacks I thought were really clunky. Uh, the flashbacks to him obviously having anger issues. And I thought the way in which he was watching his partner and worrying that he might lose his partner and him trying to kind of... I, I thought, for me, he really held that the, the couple, and quite quickly the couple are immobilised and they've been presented with this fate accompli, which is, if you don't kill one of your group, the world is going to end. The bit that didn't make any sense was, was the group of four in the room had to make self-sacrifices yeah. all the way through. I, I thought that was unnecessary. I thought it was an opportunity to hear squelching heads because it is pretty yeah. gruesome the way they do yeah, it. Yeah. But I, do, I suppose what I'm saying is I did allow myself to just blithely entertain the thought of what would I do? If this was yeah. me and Nadia in this position, what would we do? Yeah, in a way you're right. Maybe I'm being too sort of ridiculous to say that's the moment it ended for me because I kept going off into those thoughts because that's right. all you've got. That's well, all I've got. It is all you've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And although the one half of my brain kept saying, but this is ridiculous. Why does one have to die each time? Why? Why? How mm. does it save the world? Who do you tell? Mm. Um, all nonsense. I didn't like the gay couple at all. I, I thought it was, um, from the moment that she says when she's collecting grasshoppers, you know, my, I've got two dads. Politically correct. I don't like it. No, You're going to have quite... to work hard to get me on this one. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I what I liked about this was I was also the other thing that I allowed myself to do was ask. I was asking questions about these guys. I thought it was quite. I tell you what, I did think it was. I thought it was an interesting, um, weirdly algorithmic film, because at one point the gay couple, a sort of one of the gay couple members of the gay couple, is saying to them, "You've seen this online." Someone else has seen us online. You've seen the same content thrown at you again, which is what happens. This is yeah. how these incel groups yeah. develop. And oh, I thought, it, and I thought, oh, yeah. this is interesting, actually, because this is actually, in a sense, a horror film, or certainly a thriller, pivoting around the idea that this sort of fundamentalism can be generated yes. within a group yes. who believes one member and then becomes driven, you know, driven by another. Yeah. And so it wasn't, there was a really religious, religiousosity to yeah. it. Yeah, but, but there was also this suggestion or fear that, and, and what was weird about that suggestion from the gay couple was, if that's what they were, I suddenly got really frightened about them because I thought, oh, my God. They have been mobilised online. They've been groomed or they've all kind of yeah. been delusional. Yeah. And I thought it was actually, and this is where I disagree about Dave Batista. I actually thought he was very good at navigating that boundary between is he a monster? Yeah. Is he a gentle giant? Is he a monster? Is he a gentle giant? Yeah. And I thought the fact, ironically, I thought it was quite counterintuitive, that he stays calm even yeah. when what happens to him at the end happens to him. I yeah. thought that was quite clever casting. Yeah. Because yeah. his physicality makes you think this guy is going to kill them. Yeah, I mean, I liked him much more by the end of the mm. film than I've ever liked him before mm. as an actor, yeah, as, yeah, as yeah. a general performer. Yeah. Um, I mean, forget Drax because he's perfect yeah. as Drax. But, uh, but yeah, no, I thought it, it was his debut in that respect mm. as a, in a full sort of acting yeah. role. But um, I, I, there, were, there were moments, so I'm sort of exaggerating to say I cut. I didn't cut off. It taught me, I had to focus on something. And what I focused on was the fact that they, they get, they're two gay guys and it could be somebody against gay guys, which mm. they say from and the they, beginning. They suggest that. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. And then I went with that in my head. I thought, yeah. I've got to hang on to something as a possible yeah, yeah. idea, because it cannot be that it's the end of the world coming, because yeah. so and so and so, so. But in a way, wasn't it the ridiculousness of that suggestion that I think created quite a clever narrative confusion? Yeah. Because I think it was so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting there thinking, this can't be real. This yeah. is not real. This is why I think it was almost like a director playing with a toy set. He had a thought. He jotted it down on a piece of paper. It was no more sophisticated than a thought. No. And that thought translated into a film with a bunch of people who said, yeah, I'm free this week. Let's shoot it. Um, 
I thought was mildly more diverting than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, in that respect, and that's going totally against what I said in the beginning, it was me. I mean, I, 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 it was more diverting than I expected it to be. I got, I was, I kept getting cross over ridiculous right. things, and yeah. I, well, I, I can imagine how you could, because I think if I went in with a slightly different kind of mindset, I, yeah. I too would have thought, oh, that's ridiculous, that's ridiculous. Yeah, a yeah. bit like old. I mean, you know, similar yeah. thing in old happened, but except the whole idea of old is so profound. Mm. We all entertain thoughts of the end of the world. Yeah, we do. We all have apocalyptic thoughts. And I think yeah, at a do. time when the world feels most vulnerable, in an age of algorithmic kind of worry and civil war suggested on the oh, sort of... Oh, yes, it's it, totally... There, was a bit, there were bits yeah. of that threaded in. I mean, it, it didn't... That wasn't its themes, it wasn't its subject, but it incidentally kind of... You're right in a way, because, yes, as my mind's wandering and because I'm not that engaged, I have yeah. to say, with what's happening on the screen, maybe not as much as you were, didn't like the gay couple. She's she's non-existent after the first bit. Introducing the, the four and then killing them. I mean, Grint comes off worse, doesn't he? Because I didn't really. I thought Rupert Grint's character was appalling. Absolutely I mean, I, I thought appalling. it was nonsense. I, 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 and also, they tried, did they try to marry that with something that had happened in the past? Yes, yeah, but he'd, that he'd attacked him in a bar. Yeah, which, as the you flashbacks say, didn't work for No, me. they didn't, but also that was it by way of explanation. It was to plant things in our head. Mm. And that's, you're exactly right. That's what Shyamalan does. He, Shyamalan, yeah, Shyamalan. Is yeah. that he sits down and he writes possible things. And, and, they're, and they're quite goes, good ideas. They are quite good ideas. But he ideas. doesn't think them through fully no. in terms of the execution. So. I always get this frustration with him that I'm kind of like, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how I felt throughout this. I was kind of, I, I just, for me, Dave Batista physically, quite literally, anchored this film yeah. in a surprising fashion for me. I went to that dark place of flipping hell. Yeah. You know, there's that, and, and all parents go to that place of choosing. If yeah. I had to choose, would I, of course, I would kill myself. And so there was that sort of, that idea. And then there was the idea that he felt he was losing his partner. I thought, I, you know, I disagree. I, I really thought Ben Aldridge played that really well. I really okay. believed him. And what he was realising was this guy, his partner was being taken over to this notion that maybe it is the end of the world. Yeah, I think what he does, this director, is he, he I mean, I, I took it, I really did take maybe two, I took against it too much, the, the, the line up and thinking that this is a complete rip off of mm. us. And if I was the director of us, I'd be furious because that's the this, that's the thing on mm. all the posters. And it doesn't matter that Batista is bigger than normal or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's what's... And it's because he's got these visual ideas or, or ideas and then goes nowhere with them. And then part of my brain is watching it thinking, well, I'm not going to leave the cinema because it all seems so ridiculous. So I focused on the mm. fact that although I, did, I thought it was politically correct and maybe I didn't like the fact that they were two gay guys, mm. then I thought... To keep me going in the cinema, to keep me sitting there, I thought, oh, it is, it's some far-right group that mm. found out that they're gay and mm. they're dressing it up with this end-of-the-world thing, but what they mean, the end of the world for gay mm. people. Yeah. I could I could just sit with that for a while because yeah. that was possible. Um, but then, as it, as it, it, this is what he does, this director, he digs himself a hole. Mm. He, as he, they kept showing us clips, mm. And we became aware that actually they meant the end of the world. Mm. And well, it, I quite like that moment. When you're then given the denouement, you think that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the point. I thought that's ridiculous, but it it succeeded <laughs> in taking me down a really sort of troubling cul-de-sac of thought, where I was thinking, "Oh Christ, what would I do there?" So I, I was kind of surprised. And also, just before I think, before we sum up, I, I thought the reason he was. <laughs> smashing their heads in or you know they were sacrificing themselves mm. was if you strip those moments of kind of violence out and sort of just just gratuitous violence mm. it would have been a very difficult t film to keep going actually with just yeah. Batista because I, I was thinking you could have just had Batista who was strong enough just to, for it to just be Batista and them 
and it become a much more sort of psychoanalytical, psychological yeah, kind of yeah, drama. Yeah. And actually, those kind of moments were were like Shamless and going, we need a bit of drop, let's hit him on the head. Yeah. And so clumsy, clumsy Very at times. Clumsy. Yeah. I love the old thing, which are my sort of uh, things that I love in anything, which they bought in the four. Um, Horseman, Horseman of the, of the Apocalypse, Apocalypse, which I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. I thought, yeah. go with that, mm. go with that. Mm. Um, and I thought, I know, I know the, I know the idea of the end of the world was a bit naff, but I thought it was really effective. I thought it was really like, oh, the planes falling out of the sky. I thought, mm. I could see that happening. Yeah, I know, I could at, see that. You know, air traffic control. I was yeah. like, and I thought that was really symbolic. It was one of those moments in a film where you're going, flipping heck. Yeah. So sum up and give us your score, man. Okay, well, I went in not knowing anything and not even knowing the director, and then as I've described, thinking all sorts of things, most of them not sort of complimentary about it, um, I suppose the one thing that turned me around quite a bit was my line has always been, Dave Batista can't stay alive. Well, he can, uh, and I quite sort of softly warmed to him, so by the right. end, I thought... So he's made the right decision in his career path, <laughs> yes, hasn't he? Yeah, because yes, I think everyone's thought, well, oh, right, because yeah. I think, with, I thought he was very good in Glass Onion as well, so yeah, I, I no, do, I I do think... Yeah, no, although he was a more sort of conventional... Yeah, his ambition is to appear in a rom-com, I'm not entirely sure that'll happen. No, no, he is an yeah. extraordinary thing to look at. I mean, I've extraordinary, never said Maddie likened, he's got these curious sort of indentations on his head. Yeah. She likened his head, what do you think of this, guys, to a pruning toe or thumb in the bath. I can see that. You can see that, can't you? Yeah. So, yeah, there was that. Uh, there was my annoyance with the, with the symbol of the four of them standing there. There was my annoyance at the fact that they were using a gay couple, but then that became a ha something for me to hang my interest on, which I wouldn't have had otherwise. In, uh, what he does is, I mean, in old, although it all went spectacularly wrong, the very idea of that, which is, as you say, you're running and so, and I'm walking sometimes and think, what if we all just age suddenly? Mm. There are ideas that we think of mm. as in our own minds, aren't there? But there's mm. no logic to them. He's and a great ideas was. man. He is a great mm. ideas man. And so I sort of sat with it and became increasingly sort of frustrated mm. with the fact that there was no way it could be real. Right, yeah. And um, and yeah, and so I actually hadn't until this moment thought about what I'm going to give it. And I would give it 65. <laughs> 65. Yeah, that's too high. Is it? Think of it the numbers. It kept me in the cinema. It kept me in well, the that's cinema. hardly a compliment, is it? No, 45. 45, 45 okay. Uh, okay, what, I, what I'm going to say about this film is I think it's a perfect film to watch with your mates on a Friday night in the yeah, cinema. Yeah, actually, It's right. a popcorn movie. It's not trying to be anything serious. As we've just said, I think it has some great ideas in it. I would recommend that if you go and see it, just put yourself in the position of the gay couple and the unenviable choice they're given because if you're you know if you've got loved ones and friends or whatever you're gonna it's gonna trouble you you're like Ugh. and i i kind of got most enjoyment from the cleverness of his idea rather than the execution of the film yeah i think dave that batista well put, well put, right well i think dave batista was a was a surprise i thought yeah. he was good he was as i say i like ben aldridge uh, the, uh, the gay guy i like the gay couple i thought the three other characters were sub subservient to the whole thing uh, unnecessary but it, and you're right i hadn't thought of that it was very like us but I vaguely found this, and this is curious, I thought this was, as a whole, one of the most successful M. Night Shyamalan films I've seen. Oh, I thought okay. it's, it's a B-movie, and it you don't often movie. get B-movies no, that you're absolutely have right. things wrong with it, but you're kind of taken on a ride. Yeah. And I was just taken on a ride. And almost that makes me think, sorry to nip back in, but almost makes me wonder why they, if that's why they kept the title as it was, because we know that anything in the wood, cabin and wood in the same sentence. Yeah, it's going to make you think of... Horror. Horror, or yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So in that sense, maybe it was deliberate. Yeah. Well, are they I, honestly, they need to drop the. There's sometimes there's something you call a rhythm to a thump, but there's a rhythm to a title. Yeah. And the knock at the cabin, knock at the cabin, knock would have been cabin, much better. Yeah. So what would I give it? I would probably give this. 
for what it is, for, for what, what it is. is. I mean, obviously, I, mean, I gave Tara, like, these are incomparable films. And, you know, when we give the scores, it's kind of coming at it for what it is. I would give, give it... Tom, oh, very low. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd give this uh, 55. Okay, so 55. 10 more than me, which sounds yeah, about right, 55. Yeah, yeah. So okay. there you go, tell us what you think. If you've gone to see it, seen it, tell us what you think. Uh, are you a Dave Bautista fan? Has he turned you round? Is he now a serious sort of method actor? Do you worry about the end of the world? Do you, and is M. Night Shyamalan an, an ideas man, or is he a wonderful, wonderful director? Share your thoughts below.